check it out. A whole new generation of young people today who belong nowhere. But I prefer to be an outcast. Third culture kids where the concept of the dukan is the, the corner shop or the top We are live outside. Hey, yo, what's up, people? What up, nation? It's a revolution of expression. You tuned into the Dukan show. Stay tuned in. Arab digital generation is shaping our identity, their creative expression, and their future. So please give a very warm welcome. The Welcome to your tribe. <laughs> <laughs> how's it been, man? What's been up? Update me. Good, good, good. Where have you been, man? How's how's life with Amir? Wallahi, life is good, man. So I, I don't know if you were aware of the free riding installments that I've had before, but... Uh, yeah, yeah, we, yeah, I remember you know, those. Exactly. Is it a series? A series, exactly. So this is the fourth one, and um, I'm remixing uh, one of the tracks that I've done with Jeff. Um... But yeah, yeah, that, that's that's one of the things that I'm doing. But then I have a few two tra- two tracks that are combined as well. Um, I'll be done with it very soon, so I'll, I'll send you a copy uh, before it goes out, and maybe we can yeah, dude. we can push it through the can as well. Is uh, is, is 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 Amir producing it? Amir is producing the remix for the Just track. Ah, but, sick. Um, but the other two tracks and the mashup completely, the one series, the. The whole thing is, is produced completely by me. Yeah, so I, I bet. So when are you back to writing? Um, the thing is, is that man, it's, it's it hasn't it's, it's moods again. You know the thing, and I'm very lucky that you know there's a few things going on in my life that I'm you know I'm, I'm concentrating on producing, I'm concentrating on podcasting, and, and other things that um, do not necessarily. And it always used to be just about writing. You know, I'll just listen to beats the whole day, and right now it's. Like three, yeah, yeah. three different things. So, so I like to keep it untamed. I like to keep it mood based because when it comes, it comes nice and it comes natural, and you just kind of translate it to to words with the beat. Um, and at the same time, I'm not sitting idle. Like I'm same time, I'm doing something else um, creatively. Um, so yeah, that's that's what it is. Do you think? Do you, would you say it's fulfilling? Definitely, I'm more self fulfilled than. Um, any any time back in my life, yeah, definitely. And what about um, 101, 102, 103, the intro, um, what do you think? So, I've kind of market tested the intro. Okay. And I've made a bunch of people listen to it, right? Okay. And every time someone hears it, they lose their No way. Yo, it is unreal, because like, it's it's a remix, right? And I told I told Dream I was like, you need to get your guys on this to make a video because it's just it's just fucking unreal. The track is sick. It deserves its own presence. Yeah, uh, as a video space as well. I respect, man. Thanks a lot. But then you know we have we have to like, you know, the, besides the mashup and and the remix and the whole you know additional layers to to the to the original yeah. beat. The, the original beat had to be given you know credit to Amir. And um, the, the the new beat is Fromar, so I matched an Amir Fromar, which is like what, what was their um, record? Of, yeah, um, Dutch Millie. Dutch Millie. Dutch Millie. Yeah, shout out to Dutch Millie. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's like I think you know what could work. Um, try to look into making it an actual track, and maybe we can start a competition, like have MCs rap to it. 
That's that's an amazing idea. Yeah, we could do that, man. Yeah. We can actually recreate a whole intro. I'm thinking now, like every hundred episodes, like I I switch up the intro, and then by the time that we're like you know in a thousand episodes, you'll find this crazy masterpiece of art that's been like you know lingering and just layer layering. Uh, I think it'd be awesome, man. No, without a doubt. Like extend extend the beat. Let's make it a competition. Have rappers, you know, spit to it. Even singers, like if they feel in it, they can sing along to this, and we feature them on a show because like the beat is that good. Yup, I think that's a great so, idea. Yeah, we should do that. We can let the public mess around with it a little bit. So tell me, how's how's um how's the KL life treating you and uh, Amir? Well, KL um has been um a crazy crazy experience. I mean, it's it's very hard to do this. Like I need to. You know, I need to sit down with you, like, with a real mic and tell you about it, but obviously it's been divided into two. Um, a huge part of it was dedicated, like, um, uh, for work, and I just had to count working on the side. But, you know, the past three months now since Amir came through, uh, we've transformed the whole house It's um, into into a production uh, powerhouse, kind of, in a way. So. Yeah, yeah, he's living with me, and uh, we have like we have a personal studio and personal stations as well. Um, so, so yeah, yeah, we kind of like transformed the whole house, made it a studio production. We've been having people over, um, trying to push their podcast productions. We've been having a few parties here and there that I DJed, um, trying to build nice. some some sort of movement um, with these time yeah. constraints that we have. But like you know, it's just a journey. At the end of the day, I'm I'm just you know enjoying it. I've always wanted to do this, and um, and you know I'm just doing it, you know. No man, that's legit, dude. Like, I feel such FOMO that I want to actually be there and be part of this. I know, but but like you know how we how we always uh, the behind the scenes of the Dakan, it's it's not as as like you know as pristine as the sound is gonna come out. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of yeah, and a lot of people don't see it either, right? Like this is because. Because you're so far out there, and it's mostly Reem and I in the public. Yes. Like people forget how much work goes in the background, and like how difficult it is, it is. to deliver on deadline and actually try to get the episodes out and all the drama that k- tends to happen. Correct. And you don't get to experience that. But like, I don't know. I feel like well, I want to take advantage of this episode and see like what is what goes into you producing an, an episode one. Right, and how much time do you put into it? And the 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 track itself, the intro, like you spent a lot of time working on that one as well. Like, yeah, walk me so like the people can get how much work goes into this. <laughs> um, okay, now you have to put me under the spotlight. Um, and you know I'm not a talker, so I'm not really gonna get into too much details. I can, yeah, any looking at the podcast and how things, the episodes have been, you know, just going forward. I started looking at each episode as a track, like literally a track, so um, um, whether it's the levels of the vocals, whether it's the sound design or the effects, um, you know, that we have going on, it all has to level into this one uh, kind of harmonic, like, atmosphere, um, if I'm making any sense, you know what I'm saying? So once you, once you, you, you hear the full, like, episode, it's a full track that has its own, like, crunch and it has its own sound and it has its own message as well. Like, we, we also do that conceptually as well when, when we speak together, you know? Um, I mean, like, these, these are just, like, things that, you know, go through to my head and, it's very very inspirational based so like I know for example you tell me beforehand that you know you guys are having for example Odyssey on 
So I'll, I'll have a pre-brainstorming session before I, I hear your audios. And once I hear your audios, I kind of um, confirm it with my pre-assumptions pre and um, add more to it. Uh, basically, and it's, it's and it, it all comes out. Sometimes the episode comes out really um, shit, um, like really, really, and sometimes the episode comes out really nice. So I mean, we had a lot of great ones. I mean, even the start of the season, by the way, mm -hmm. we got we got dope episodes coming back. So Carlos is in town, so we we got another episode of Carlos again. Mm -hmm. Um, we've got B Boy Why Not, who's the VP of um what are they called the Rocksteady Crew, the oh. original B Boy. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And um, we got, I got, I met this girl through my cousin, Ala Mara. Okay. Ala Mara, who is a um, Sudanese girl based out of Brooklyn, who um, pretty much she had an autoimmune disease that she managed to, um, she managed to fix with food. She changed her diet and it helped improve. Like, and funny enough, when she switched her food around, it took her about a few couple of weeks to feel better, which is dope. Um, what's more interesting is those girls' accomplishments, like, She's done so much in her lifetime out there between Chicago and Brooklyn. Um, there's a lot of pride into what she does, and I'm such a fan of what she's been doing. Wow. Like, it's all about positivity, about entertainment. Like, she's using entertainment as a platform to get positive messages across to the people, which I think is amazing. Yeah. Um, and I'm such a fan of what she's doing. So we had on the show as well. We kind of kicked it for a little bit. Um, so you got you got a couple you got three good episodes coming your way after this. Yo, man, I can't wait. I'm already you know <laughs> bubbling okay. ideas. Um, so um, okay, like, let's talk about um, the break, the breakup, the breakup between the um, the Sonic the music experience and the audio actual conversation. Um, yo. What do you think like led to that? Like because I feel like it was such a an easy and um like it just this, this decision just came so easy and it just was placed so nicely that we just went with it right but then again yeah. it distorts everything that we um initially you know uh went about yeah it breaks the entire model of the show um and as easy as it was of a decision to make i feel like there are a lot of reasons to it that we kind of agreed to on um Without even discussing, like we all had different reasons of why we thought it was a good idea, which which made the decision very easy, right? One of the things, for example, I realized was that only on SoundCloud you can see the the music waves, right? The the audio waves, so you know where music mix starts or where the episode sounds different. Yep. So a theory was that for newcomers to the show who didn't know that we split the show in the middle where we have a music mix as much as there's a conversation, mm -hmm. an hour and a half looks intimidating. So they don't know what to expect, right? So most an average podcast listener is willing to put between 30 to 45 minutes in. Yep. And so splitting it made sense. We're like, all right, and we're going to split it. And the best part is that for me it was funny is that um, there was this joke going around. Well, it's not a joke, it's a true story, but people keep joking, bringing it back, especially Reem, <laughs> which is about my, um, my mixtape days back in high school. Yeah. <laughs> so, I used to sell mixtapes to the guys, right? And for the girls, I'd give them mixtapes for free, but then the mixtapes were like side A, side B. Side A is where you had like mother-friendly R&B music, so it's like Casey and JoJo and some boys to man and like all the cute music was on that side uh -huh. side B where things get gully you know it's the side you don't want your mother to hear I got that's where you had <laughs> that's where you had genuine that's where the music got way too sexual like your mama should not be hearing that right <laughs> <laughs> so 
I thought it would be dope to bring that back where, you know, on the Ducan show, side A is the conversations that we have and side B is the music mix. I love that. Yeah. And that's how we split them. So every week you get a side A, side B of the same of the same cassette tapes. Amazing. You know what? I love that. So, such such novelty. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, no, so, you know, know I, I, I thought that. some people would appreciate it. <laughs> exactly. No, you know, the whole point of it is, is to make it easier for, for, for the listeners. So, here's a, here's a question for you. Mm-hmm. So, a friend came to me and was asking me, she was like, yo, why'd you guys get rid of the street noise? We haven't. Background. We haven't. Yeah. So, I found that to be very interesting that some people notice it, some people don't. Because, yeah. like, at the beginning, it was just too loud that interrupted the conversation. It's Correct. still there. Correct. It's just been dimmed enough so that it's there as ambient sound, but, Correct. you know, you get to actually hear what people are saying. Yeah, yeah. And and also, like, um, I think, you know, a point um, to be considered here is, is the audible frequencies between, you know, different headphones and different speakers. Exactly. That people, yep. you know, should consider because sometimes, like, um, like, I use really clear, clear headphones that I might hear a delay that I've added in an episode, like an echo or something. Um, um, but, you know, another person wouldn't really hear it. Um, unless you have a really no, clear they don't have sound. Exactly. So, so yeah, but no, street sounds are always going to be there, you know. Um, this is where it all started. In fact, yeah. so what can to enhance the sonic experience going forward from like um, 101, 101 um, episode. Basically, with with you know adding more, like the street sounds effects, but um, more towards, for example, yeah. if you're discussing, um, you know, a certain topic about fire, for example, then I just like have like a, you know, a, a bonfire right there, kind of um, idea. I feel it. I see what you're doing. Yeah, no, I'm definitely with that. So, Anna, so what what are you? What are you designing now for the Sonic Experience moving forward? Because now even episode ten is changing too, right? Yeah, yeah. Every every um the tenth episode music mixes are changing. What are you doing? Exactly. Okay. So first, the first thing that um we're doing um with this this I'm gonna call it the breakup. We're introducing a new Sonic Experience, and it's gonna be called Breaking the Fourth. Um, we just changed the name right now. It was actually called Tuned and Tailored. But then OT yeah. did his research and found out that there is another uh, company that has this tuned and tailored. So, we, so we yeah, they're like just a YouTube music channel. Exactly, exactly. But then uh, breaking the fourth made uh, a lot more sense because there's um, a lot of elements to it. Like for example, um, counting four bars um, in music. That's something that goes with music. So um, it's definitely going and breaking that fourth element. Um, and then obviously we're breaking the fourth wall uh, from the conversation um, rather than having it within um, you know the atmosphere of you guys it's going to be straight directly yeah. with the listener um, and another thing is the the fourth dimension which is breaking breaking the fourth dimension that's that's ultimately what I want to do with my sonic experiences to kind of translate um, you know an experience that really enhances or like touches all your senses you know um, so that's where I'm going out with it. No, I like that. I'm reaching Like I'm actually looking forward to it because it's going to be um, a pretty interesting season. Exactly. It's so funny. Like people are asking me, like, why did you decide to, to to end the season at episode 100? I'm like, there is no deep reason to it. It's just three. It's just 100 episodes. We're just it's getting better, different. and we're, we're getting started. Just like you know, yeah, I said, we're it's just such a big deal. 
Yeah. Okay, it's on episodes. It means a lot. Exactly. That's it. It's just for that. Another <laughs> thing, another thing I wanted to add is that like um, in the musical experience right now going for, forward from the 100th uh, episode, um, yeah. most of the music that I was, I was playing was kind of like art, artists, international artists and artists that I don't really have rights to play their music. But now, I would say like 80% of the artists that I play, I have full consent to play um, their music and even if it had to be sold um, because these are artists that I have direct relationships with. So, um, so you know, everything's legit right now. That's why. So here's a question. What are, what are your plans musically? Where are you going forward with it? Because what I like about our show, and it seems that a lot of people like, is the music segment. And... The music bit to me is such a big deal because it allowed for us to support a lot of artists that we believe in. Exactly. And also showcase artists like the world has never heard of. Exactly. Exactly. You know, there's there's a lot of I always love that about it. But then how are we how do you plan on pushing that forward with this? Well basically it's it's the same idea but to dive in deeper, like I don't want to just play music that I don't have some sort of um, contribution too. So when I said that I, I, I have direct relationships with these artists, uh, I really do, and I, I um, because they take me as an artist as well. So we always have these conversations of uh, of feedback and 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 you know this is cool, this is not. You should do this and you should do that. So um, so I feel like I have a contribution to the track that I'm actually playing, um, whether it's you know it's already been produced or uh, or not. You know. So um, so that's why I'm diving deeper into that and another segment that I'm gonna probably you know you know produce right now is the hundred every tenth episode we used to put all the mixes together right now I'm going to have my own sub podcast where I um, basically put an artist spotlight speak about an artist that I really like and uh, and dive deep into the techniques and um, the creation of the music that he does whether it's you know it's 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 more inclined towards samba or it's more inclined towards bossa nova i'm only saying that because the next artist is very uh, inclined towards bossa nova um, so yeah and i've, I've actually spoke to that, that these artists and they know that i'm going to be um, giving them this as this feedback and it's going to be a very honest feedback from from my point of view um, and it could be bad as well, and I guess if, you know, people just gotta take it, <laughs> it's my opinion. Absolutely. Okay. So, here's the thing. What are your thoughts on the, the, the current up-and-coming, well, it's not really up-and-coming, it's been a lot of hard work, but I think the, uh, the change in the regional music scene here, like, you got, you got people like, you know, Freak, uh, Shebani, yes. Bailuni producing a lot of people's music now. You've got Hamza with his new joints. You've got Mofo, Ay, the whole yeah. Harmony brother. You don't know like how like I mean, there's like three three really um, you know sides to this. Like I feel very very proud, and I have a big FOMO. Like I'm looking, I'm like, wow, this is so amazing that it's really really happening in Dubai because when we used to be there, like none of this was there you know so it's cool but, to have but the, thing is, mm. but the thing is i feel like you, you guys needed to be there to kick it off like imagine of course of course never, well, that, never that, down the left. but yes. you guys did back in oh what is it like from oh five to like oh 2012 2014 yep, like yep, if yep. you guys didn't do what you did 
there would have been a lot more resistance to the similar to what you guys have gone through. I mean, like I don't know, maybe I'm guessing. Like everything had to happen for a reason. I I completely agree. Um, but we're, you know, it's not even a thing to put out. At the end of the day, it's it's. It's 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 micro individual journeys as well. So uh, you know, as much as it's a macro uh, perspective, so looking at it from each way, it's I think it's really cool whether um, we did pave the way or whether it was just really my journey. You know what I'm saying? I feel like all of you guys had to go through it. Like even when I was talking to Danny, um, Danny Neville about it, like he sees it from that point of view. Like I think Danny's episode was one of those that stood stood out for me because, like. I got my first radio opportunity and I got to know everybody who was because of him. So, you know, Correct. Um, I owe a lot of that credit. But what was great was that he was very apologetic on the episode about what he used to do because he said it. It's like, you know, there are a lot of great opportunities, there are a lot of great artists, and he did his bit obviously to support them, yeah. but also he lost a lot of close friends that he used to support just because of, you know, egos and disagreements and yeah. opinion clashes. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, so that's, I, I love seeing that growth, but also like it made you look back into a certain time where it was incredibly competitive. Of course. As opposed to today, a lot of these guys are very collaborative and very supportive of each other. You know. But at, with with some quality control, like it's not like people are supporting you blindly. You know, like you, you got to have certain like artistic taste. Like seeing Sufyan on a remix for a, a Sada track was sick, right? It's a blessing. Man. It's a blessing. Definitely. You know, it's. Unreal. Seeing Mukata in Dubai like a few times, like he's been coming to town a lot for gigs, right? That's my um, bro, man. That's my bro. <laughs> yo, it's unreal. Like, what's his name? Smokable. When I found out who he is, and like, you guys, I've met. known, this. dude. I've known this dude before I hit puberty. I was like, yo, for real? Like, what's up? I didn't know you made music. <laughs> and like, seeing all these people kind of get together and put out dope tracks and two six four crew, like finding some of the weirdest sounding people and bringing them together and making dope music, like. They're all individual pockets that are doing amazing stuff, but they're contributing to the bigger picture of this yes, region yes. somehow. Exactly, exactly. And one, you know, coming back to the Danny Neville episode, like which I found, like I've never seen that side of Danny before. Even though me and Danny interacted, well, I've never seen that side of him. It was a very intimate kind of, um, you know, um, conversation. So, yeah. um, so which made me also look back and be like, you know, one of the biggest. Um, questions and, and people ask me always like why did DT break up why did the diligent thought like break up and I'd say uh, one of the things is that we took stuff for granted um, you know uh, with our obliviousness and at, at the same time um, this whole everybody had like just their own stance and did not collaborate um, so that's that's one of the two things that like really really struck the scene back in the days which is definitely changing right now and uh, it's 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 crazy to see like Spotify and and you know people like Red Bull and Rami and like um, you know Wasla and all these people just you know bringing people together, Yo, bringing the culture together. Unreal. It is unreal. Like I'm so happy to see it happen. Exactly. Because things that show up. And what I liked was that the other day Reem and I was talking about it, and I want to get to the topic of Reem in a minute. Yeah, but, man. <laughs> I guess I get to reset. But what I really liked was that, you know, like, obviously, there's always going to be artists beefing, and there's always going to be a lot of back and forth and people talking smack. Yep. And I realized, Reem and I can just sit there and talk smack to both parties with no problem, right? You because we have, you have that because we're not musicians, <laughs> we're not artists, so we have no affiliation to either side. Exactly. We're just supporters of all the artists in the media space. But, like, 
I think also our approach to things have been a little different where it was a lot like okay if an artist is bad and they're whack you know like call them in person and be like yo listen exactly. you could do better you know exactly. as opposed to calling them out on something like there's this change in vibe and change in tonality and exactly. change in style that you know that I'm starting to like when I see when I see it happen around town and honestly coming back to the Reem is that Reem has brought a lot of love into this project she in did. the sense that we were very competitive and very aggressive about a lot of things and she, she softened us up a lot yep. Yep. be very honest like otherwise I would have been like you know, hunting for people's heads and kick, but like, you know, we had to. She made us a lot nicer. I miss and her, like, man. Yeah. Danny, because on a Danny episode, I don't think the conversation would have went the way it did if she wasn't in the room. There's a lot of episodes like that. You know, uh, you mm. know, from the top of my head, it was what do you call it? Um, uh, El Cid is also one of them, them episodes. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. She doesn't. She definitely has that. Like, I don't know, but she has that secret sauce, bro. <laughs> She does. So I'm excited about it. Um, she's she comes in. She's she's a very articulate person with uh, with a lot of love and support and a lot to put out there that we kind of didn't have before, which was important. I think I know I always wanted an Emirati girl, but I think having Remon was good. No, no. I mean, kinda, she's a kind of she, I mean, she is like you know the kind. That's it. She's a, she's in. The, uh, yeah, she's about that life. Exactly. So so tell me about like the things that are moving there. Obviously, like I'm very audio centric, not visual. Um, so let me know what's up. I mean, what are the, what are the plans? I mean, we got Anderson Pack also, like some drops from Anderson Pack and drop? knowledge. Yeah, I still didn't so hear that drop, by the way. No, it's, check it out, man. It's pretty good. It was the funniest thing, right? Because like the guys at Puma hit me up. They're like, hey, listen, we got a meet and greet with. Um, with knowledge and Anderson Pack, do you want to come through? I'm like, nah, I'm good. What am I going to do with a meet and greet? And then I'm like, you know what? If you can get me a drop, I'll come too. And they're like, what's a drop? And I was like, okay, let me tell you. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I don't like that. Like that. <laughs> yeah. You have to explain the history of dub blades now. Like <laughs> yeah. Like, I, was like, Listen. I was like, look, I want to interview them. If I can get a five-minute interview, that'll be dope. They're like, yeah, we don't know if they got that much time. Their manager is not cool with it. I'm like, all right, whatever. All right, let's get a drop. They're like, okay, what's the drop? And I'm like, it's fine. I just need 30 seconds. And I got the drop. They're like, okay, cool. Wow. So they made, so even though I got there a little early, they made me wait till the end. They're like, okay, because you're going to take the most amount of time with everybody. You're going to have to sit back and wait till the end. Okay. Like, oh, cool. You know, and I had to sit back and just wait till everyone was done. And I went up and thankfully, like, we're doing all the live videos, right? So I had the cameraman with me, took the mics, and just went in. And it was the funniest thing. Like, if you look at the video, I'm taking a few screenshots from it. I'll share it with the public. They were, like, the guys, uh, the the video team, they put the cam stickers around the mic. <laughs> oh, shoot, nice. So, like, like, you know, like old broadcast TV where you have, like, those branded microphones? Yeah, yeah, it's Vice up in here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Exactly, but it's just tacky, right? It's just the can of stickers. Like the can, that's what it is. <laughs> and that was the best part. That's what I loved about it. <laughs> so I went in there. I got the drop from them. They're they're very chill. They're they're loving it. Um, and like the the beautiful thing is that I knew knowledge, right? Because Akawi, who is uh, a friend of ours, who works at Red Bull, he used to work for Nike and now Red Bull. He went and he got us because um, they did the RBMA last year, right? Yep. And Knowledge was performing at RBMA, and I gave him my record. I had a Knowledge vinyl that he went and autographed for me. Wait, you're talking about 2017 RBMA? Yeah, yeah, what? Oh, oh I missed that. Like, who, who was on it? 
Oh, I thought that was last year. It was the beginning of this year. So your boy Zahid Sultan was there. Okay, he's he's there oh. every every year. I feel like he's a, he's there every. Um, so he was there. Obviously, uh, knowledge was there. Mukata, I don't know. Mukata wasn't perform. No, he did. He did perform. Wow. Um, that was the time I met Smokable, and I figured out who who's the guy behind the name was. Oh, okay. um, yeah. So like that was the time where I started to like get meet all these people. That's crazy. And oh, what was his name? For the life of me, I can't remember. But he was he was this great MC, but a horrible performer. Um, <laughs> no, nah, it was it was somebody else. It was actually even worse. Cause like he oh Earl, Yo, Earl, Sweat, Earl Sweatshirt. Real quick, real quick. Oh, Earl Sweatshirt. Yeah, you just. Ha I think you have a, like a you know vendetta against this dude like pre. No, no, I'm fan of his music. Like he's he's a dope artist, right? But for some reason, when he got on stage, like he ninety percent of the performance, he gives back to the audience. Man, maybe, like maybe that's just his vibe, you know what I'm saying? Like sometimes yeah, you just need to give the artist, like, you know, just the freedom <laughs> to do what he wants. Yo, if Michael Jackson did that, people will still moonwalk their way, like, you know, they will still dump oh, on that, he bro. Just put show. Michael Jackson still moonwalks. This guy, he just stood there. And it's like he's reciting to himself, like the Howlin' Zekker type thing. Like, bruh! Oh, okay. Maybe it was, yeah, maybe it was just a really bad day. But I, 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 I do relate to him very much because, like, you know, 50% of my performances were really horrible, maybe 60%. No, I've seen your video. At least you perform, you shout out, you talk to the people. Like, there's there's a chemistry. Because a performance is energy, man. It like, is, you got to give the right. crowd energy that they give back to you. You're right. You know? Um, but you guys do that Like you're you're good at it At least you know What you're doing on stage I feel like maybe You needed a bit of practice On yeah, stage or yeah. something I'm not hitting on the guy I'm just putting it out there Fair enough, but, fair enough. Yeah, Like if you check out um, Like look at Look at Narcy's music videos Right Yep um, The yep. one with The one with uh, Mo's death That was styled By a chef Yep He oh, designed Wow he designed what Messi was wearing in that video, right? Which he won, um, like, director, best director for, right? Yes. Right? So, it goes to show, like, he had, like, Jeb had a vision for it. Like, this is, like, straight up, Musalsal al-Jawarah back in the day type thing. <laughs> he brought it back yeah. nice, man. And, and you Yo. know, like, honestly, like, if anyone else would have rocked it, I don't think it would have played as, 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 would have had this much impact. But Narsi, no. because he is a pillar of this movement in a way, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And because of the period. It just worked so well. And, and yeah. just coming to your point, I think like this whole uh, colorful like sort of revolution of like what we were uh, as kids kind of happened all by itself. Like I'm sure that there was no communication between, for example, us and, uh, you know, Chef Moha or like um, other people like Satwa 3000 or other people like Mokata no. or whatever. But it all kind of came together, and it's bubbling so nicely. You know what I'm saying? It was it was timely. Like it was it was a time where we needed it, and it's so refreshing to see. It is it's just like how hip hop came along. <laughs> yeah. Like so. Here's the thing. So let me tell you. This is what I found to be a bit scary, right? Mm -hmm. And I don't know if Reem. I mean Reem and I spoke about this briefly. I don't remember if we spoke about it. As a, as a collective group the last time, right? But this is what I found to be pretty creepy. Um, Carlos Mayer. You know Carlos, right? Yep, of so, Carlos being one of like the main guys in hip-hop. Um, after the episode we had with him last year, by the way, that was November last year, wow. right? 
Reem and Carlos have maintained a very strong contact since. Like they've been talking a lot. They Skype together every every other day. And and here's the thing. Um, he had a massive project of showcasing hip hop in the new era in a digital art form that Reem's team helped build for him that was showcased at the Apollo. What? Right? Yeah. So it's a pretty big deal. Okay. And then Carlos now is hanging out with us. He came to town to spend Christmas and New Year with us. Because what the conversation we had was, yo, he keeps telling us, and this is the part that I was saying was scary. Carlos keeps saying that what we're what is happening right now and what we're starting is what he calls a cultural revolution. And he has not been this excited since the birth of hip hop. Like he sees what he saw then happening here now, in a new digital age. What's what's his lens like? Like, what, does he? I mean, does he articulate what exactly are the points that are? So this is the thing. This is what's going to happen in the episode. I'm going to leave. I'm going to leave a big part of this for the episode because it needs to be addressed then, right? His lens is, he is someone from the 1970s that used to tag the trains in New York City, right? One of the originals. He was featured on the Star Wars documentary. He was one of the 13-year-old graffiti kids, right? He started there. He grew up with hip-hop and being a Puerto Rican in New York. And then from there, coming to see how hip-hop grew, but also how his career grew to becoming a massive artistic icon and what is known as a, an ambassador of culture, right? He started doing sculptures. He started doing different types of artwork, and he grew out of tagging trains but it's sort of like um, how does graffiti evolve is what he's answering Mm -hmm. right from sculptures to fashion to furniture to galleries exactly like how do you take graffiti hip hop art into high end galleries and now sneakers and and, and t-shirts and merch and everything And, and that's what he's managed to do he's taken it into an adult space as he got older the art grew with him Right. And the people around him, the same thing, because as much of, you know, he's a pillar for, for this revolution, there's a lot more, such as like Shamoa or Narsi, blah, 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 you know, just scattered around that were doing yeah. the same thing. Exactly, exactly. So, so then he was talking, he's like, the way he sees it is that what we're, what is happening here is a very similar cultural revolution to what he saw growing up. That is so interesting. Right. And it was like, and, Obviously, he said that, and then he looks at us and he's like, it's your responsibility to make sure it goes right, and it's your responsibility to nurture and grow it. And then that's that's where you feel like this heavy weight on your shoulders all of a sudden, like, holy <laughs> that's a serious responsibility. Um, it is, it is, I agree. <laughs> I, I, I so agree, like, but I'm not, I'm not so intimidated by it, because I feel like, uh, like you know, we're sound people, like... You know, double entendre yeah. right there, but like, um, we're, we are, are we sound, we're, you know, our judgment is pretty okay, and we have a good uh, background knowledge of, of the scene here and the things, how things are going. We're, we're actually taking this very carefully, if you, you know, week by week, we take this very seriously and carefully. So, yeah, I guess we're, we're on that path. I completely agree, which is why for me it's such a big deal. To make sure, like it, it is, um, every bit of it is done right. But also, I used to be so bent tight about making sure everything is done in an exact certain way, and now I'm I'm a lot more loose about it to allow for other people's growth. And 
like not just with, with the music or with the way the episodes are, but generally and even how I work with creative people because it's like, all right, what do you want to do? Let's bring it to the forefront and let's create it and let's see how we can bring it to life. Exactly. And that was like the switch in the conversations. Um, and that became the new space because like I cannot dictate how an up and coming artist needs to, um, what's the word, express themselves. Exactly. Right? Because the way we used to do it, I thought was right, turns out we were not necessarily wrong, but different. Which and they have what you mean in the organization pattern, kind of? Not, not even in the organization, but like the way we'd express ourselves. Like, for example, the way you want to write bars as an MC mm. is very different from the way a, an 18 year old today is going to write bars, right? That doesn't mean they're whack, it just means they're different. Correct. If they're whack, they're going to get called out. Like, this is what I realized. If you're today, if you're whack, somebody's going to call you out. And that's what I think is great that finally, People are getting called out for being whack artists, Fair um, <laughs> which is good. So it allows for actually like different artists to be appreciated. But the thing is, when people are different, that's when it's the scariest. And like people want to be against it, like oh, I don't know, you know. And like you feel a little weird about it. But then the more you consume it, or the more you're exposed to it, you're like, you know what? There's actually something there. And that within itself is a is an internal growth where you're starting to allow people to be themselves right and like allow for their expression to come to the forefront and actually support them agreed because uh, it's definitely necessary because, because yeah the, the artist has to um you know find either their sound or find their you know the, whatever they're creating they have to find their authenticity and if it's limited externally then um it's not it's not gonna grow it won't yeah exactly and then the question is so what's the what does succession look like, right? Okay. Like as you get older, as we're moving out of the way, you gotta build succession. You gotta like find the next person to the throne type situation, right? Correct. Where people who share the same vision, even if they ex express it a little differently, differently. They, yeah. still, they still share the same vision, they still understand the rules, they still understand um, the purpose and the drive behind it, and they wanna pick up the baton and run with it as well, yep. right? Yeah. And that's an important one to answer, like, all right, what does succession look like? Agreed. Um, I think that's also key. So this is why I think it's a really exciting time. Like, you know, we've been doing this for two years now. It's only been two years. Like, it feels like a lot, but then when you realize it's only two years, it feels like it's barely been anyway. Yeah, yeah, it's only 100 episodes. <laughs> but no, it's, it's, it's really just a... Uh, a celebration like a milestone really because it's, it's part, yeah. again part of a bigger movement part of a bigger wave and uh, it's gonna come cra crazy yeah so that's the thing like I'm really excited to see where it's gonna go and see how it's gonna develop itself like there's a lot of growth that needs to be addressed and you know there's a lot of people that we need to get yeah. we need to address and have on board like it's um it's a whole new wave and it's a, a massive massive conversation piece and finally it's a supportive landscape it's a um, communal landscape and it's something that we need to nurture and grow in as in as as much as possible yeah agreed and allow for the people to grow within it yo so, speaking um, of people within it what, what's up with Reem man like we haven't um so yeah Reem is Reem is currently in Beirut um so Reem's uh, boyfriend Omar um they just got some family stuff take, to yep. take care of and she's out there with him yep so I think they're uh, so and they decided to stay to celebrate Christmas out in Beirut so hopefully they should be oh yeah they should be back, I think by the end of the, by the end of the week yep yep a merry merry Christmas <laughs> yeah man yeah merry Christmas and all that good stuff straight up straight up
Stay tuned for the Music Mix episode dropping in a couple of days. This audio experience is powered by Toothless. Salam. Salam.